hoping to get that table done today. We'll see. It's sitting out there. I'm just like, oh, I just want to get it finished. I have an idea what I want it to look like and everything else. And, you know, we've got all the black um, two by fours all stained up right. And I am just looking outside and I'm like, I just I know where I want it. I know everything for it right now. So so I can just sit out there and just relax. I was thinking that, you know, the Internet's actually solid enough that if we really wanted to, we could probably do this out there. It's kind of cool to do a podcast outside just even to see if it's feasible because most people are doing what we do. They're sitting inside a studio all day. And the thought of just being outside and doing this is kind of nice, especially on nice days like this. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah. So how's the garden looking? It's looking. Um, I'm finally at that point where I've got all of my uh um just late not like early spring mid to late spring crops starting to get started inside the ones at least that you know I can attempt to start inside cuz not all of them are supposed to be I am attempting um with quite a few that you're not supposed to just because I want to see if it's you know something that I can pull off because when you get, you know, transplants of quite a few plants at, you know, stores and things. Mm-hmm. So I figure if I just do it right, I could do the same thing and not have to worry about trying to grow things in a, you know, non controlled environment. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like I have a I have a few zucchini seeds and cucumber seeds started in, uh inside in pots. Some for me, some for the girls, school, some for uh, Mr. White, because now I'm growing a few things for him. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, just, it's, it's interesting. (laughs) I was, I was definitely reminded why I don't go to PTO uh, meetings yesterday, because all I wanted to do was volunteer on everything. Like, I'm like, I'll make lunches. I'll, I'll, I'll help you raise money. I'll, I'll do this. I'll do that. And I'm just like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll do a, a wood cutout for you for your sponge toss at the teachers and da 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I don't go to these things <laughs> because I want to help out and do all these things. But then you get committed to doing all these things. And then they just, Hey, hi, can we ask you for, you know, your help here? You know, you did really good on this last year. And you're mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, it's an, it's, it's a never ending cycle. And I know that because I've done that with chambers of commerce and other businesses where, or NPOs, you know, because nonprofits are like, hey, come in and work. And, and, and nonprofits have their their benefit to work for because it's a tax write-off. You charge full price. You discount it down to zero as a tax write-off, right? So there's the the benefits to that. But, man, it, it was getting to a point at one point I had to literally cut it off because I was, you know, there's only so much you can write off in a business as a tax write-off. And I had well exceeded that. And it just got to that point. And I have sat there and saw myself wanting to jump back into that history of (laughs) mistakes yesterday at the parent teachers uh meeting but i do agree that the guy leading it's their pure ego yeah i don't like him yeah just had the full need to be the center in everything that was said and Mm -hmm. the the joke and then looking around for other people the joke and i just i didn't realize it at the time but i was just kind of staring at him just not not wide eyed or anything. Just looking at him. Every time he'd look over, he'd glance over at me, and just like his eyes would shift away really quick. So it was like, oh, okay. So we're looking for people we can control. 
Alrighty, well, yeah, and then all the volunteering they're wanting, I'm like, mm, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna do that. I'm, <laughs> I'll, I'll randomly do some things and be like, here you go, you know, like we do right now, mm-hmm. because nobody asks, you know, and that's the stuff that that I'm happy to take care of. And then today, oh, we still got to get out to the uh, get some soil, so we'll go get that today. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy about that. The truck's finally clean again, so let's fix that problem. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just, you know, I'm feeling like the season's coming along, and I want this season to stay like this as long as humanly possible. But <laughs> Yeah, you know. even, I mean, even today, mm-hmm. it's supposed to get up to 82, I think, by yeah. 5, and then start going back down. And it's supposed to be 82 again tomorrow, and the next day, and then it's supposed to start going down, and then we're supposed to have, like, a few 67 degree days mm-hmm. and like the low is like 43 45 and then it goes it's it looks like it's gonna start going back up because then the last day in the 10 day forecast yeah. is high as 72 so we're gonna have a hot so spring break i i, I don't know probably okay. <laughs> it's Which still early i can't in the even week. believe spring break is at the end of this week it's like hey but uh it is what it is. I mean, it's at least it's still early enough we can get the girls building as many planter boxes as we can get our hands on and uh, as much dirt out as we can, so, as, you know, to put everything together. So, pretty happy about that. And I want to get that fence done. So, that'll definitely, we can get the last of the fence done with that without too much of a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully. <laughs> so, yeah. But, I just, the thing that I keep looking at is actually legitimately for once. <laughs> doing some some real spring cleaning for the house in some of our main areas because Mm -hmm. we you know have you know these carpets and we vacuum over them and we don't like we don't haven't deep cleaned anything yet since you know starting to have all of our stuff Mm -hmm. so that's you know what i would like to happen but you know i don't i just don't want to deal with getting lashed at for (laughs) how dare i want to clean on their break kind of thing too bad you know it's like chores have to be done it is spring break it is spring cleaning it is you know if they do well i'm all for the work a day take a day work a day take a day but you know lily number one isn't is is pretty much confident she's not going to be teflon yeah, she, like, well, she messed it up early on. No matter yeah. what, even if she gets her second C up, she messed it up with Mr. White's class. She mm-hmm. can't get it up because she just didn't do what he said to do. Yeah. Hopefully the last, which is so weird to say, the last term of the year it's literally starts in two weeks. Man. But it's like hopefully she can end her year doing, you know, everything well because it's just, it's ridiculous and, you know. I'm honestly not ready for it to be this far into the year. It doesn't feel like it should be at all by any stretch of the imagination. It feels like we just started everything and now it's already just gone. Mm-hmm. And like when I sit and think about it, it's like, no, there's been a lot that's happened. You know, I got a job and then I didn't have a job. We had all the holidays. Mm-hmm. Everything is like, you know, the whole dynamic of everything has changed. And, you know, there's a lot. But at the same time, it just feels like, really? It's already March? girls are going to be out of school in a couple of months that's ridiculous and i'm not yeah. ready for them to be home again <laughs> it's it just was so chaotic last time I'm hoping that it'll actually go smoother this time but i'm just i don't know i feel like everything is moving faster than i would like 
<laughs> when I actually think about it. Mm-hmm. I want, and it's so, it's such a, like a, it, it's, it's such a sweet and sour thing. Cause it's like, I really want it to be gardening season. And I'm excited that I can finally get to that point where, you know, things are about to be going outside that are, you know, going to actually fill people up, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is the difference between, you know, if I don't get started with certain things at the right times and all that with, you know, the early spring crops, then it's just kind of like, that's it. Like you can try, but it's not going to work. But with, you know, the late spring and summer things, you can plant them as ladies late, late into the summer and they'll still be perfectly fine because our summer lasts so long mm-hmm. and it starts cooling down in the fall just enough for everything to produce a second time anyways. And I have a few things that I'm going to try to do, you know, as far as <sighs> like I want to try to overwinter some pepper plants and see how they do because, you know, we've got an entire bungalow and, you know, overwintering a few mm-hmm. of them would only take up a couple of, you know, little spaces. It's not anything that has to do like they literally you're supposed to cut them back entirely, put them in a pot and then you just keep them and they will produce earlier and what we don't have an entire bungalow i have an entire bungalow you have an entire guest room (laughs) okay then i'll put them in the guest room there you go (laughs) i assumed that we weren't gonna do that again this next year i assumed we were gonna Mm. find somewhere else for it to go yeah we'll see we'll see how it all goes i'm just messing with you anyways so but yeah it's a it's a chore but it's it's a good looking chore i i just look out there you know um and just I'm just happy looking out there. And I got to say, the lights that you have around that archway, mm-hmm. I know for a fact at 2.30 in the morning, those lights are still on. Oh, yeah. So. No, they, they're they good They're good lights. Yeah. I was like, wow. It's one of those, like, half and half because it's like they're they're just white. And it's like I, I like the warm light theme. Mm-hmm. But, my goodness, everything else dies off. And that light and the light on the, uh, the little bird feeder mm-hmm. that we got that also has a white LED light. Yeah. Those are both on throughout the night. It's just amazing. No, it was, so. I, was, I was impressed. I got up. I looked out there. I was like, wow. Okay. That's, you know. And yeah, there's multiple nights in a row that I I just generally been waking up around 2.30 and up for an hour or two and then just go back to sleep. And it seems to be a pretty good uh, sleep cycle for me. So, but my brain won't shut up. It wakes up at 2.30 in the morning and I'm just like, okay. So, been thinking about the whole being approached uh, about a chamber of commerce and and uh you know i first couple of days i ever do anything is when i'm most excited about it but i am genuinely just excited about it because it's literally oh no you know marketing for upwards of 1400 businesses oh shucks (laughs) i guess right Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm like okay yeah i guess i can you know make that happen and then uh kelly didn't get back to me yesterday i was messaged her gave her my phone number i was like hey you know because uh we'll see but we'll see we'll see how it goes i'm not i'm not going to stress too much about it either way because i mean i've got enough stuff on my plate right now the podcast we've we're taking off exactly amazingly (laughs) more than i could ever hope for right Mm -hmm. i don't know about you but i'm just blown away by that and we got the house going. The girls, for the most part, really do have their grades kind of solid. The fact that we're getting on them about C's right now is is good compared to la- this time last year. It was getting on Lily about F's, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so I'll take that. But I, I know they can do better, and I want them to do better for sure. So, with that, 
Welcome to the Afternoon Podcast of the Stupid Podcast on everything, the Afternoon Dive, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. All at the same time by two people who are just keeping ourselves nice and busy and then wondering why we're so tired at night. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about marketing and business and we're going to be talking about relationships. Uh, I do want to talk about, I don't know if you had seen it on the news uh, about the four people who were kidnapped at the border. Um, heading into Mexico. No, I have not. Yeah, so four people got kidnapped um, two days ago going into Mexico, and uh, they were found a couple hours ago, and they were all dead. So literally were kidnapped at the border. Like, you could see, they they have camera footage of it at the border. Um, And they were kidnapped, and they were found a few hours ago, and they were all dead. So, you know, it's just, it's one of the things that's horrible and then did you hear about the police compound in uh in georgia and the protests there Mm-mm. okay so there was plans back in 2021 to uh have this large police academy built right okay um and so where they wanted to put it was was kind of deep into the georgia forest so a couple of uh environmental protesters came out and were like hey they were protesting and they were peacefully protesting but they were you know as protesters are they were protesting so they weren't exactly you know kick back and oh please sitting on that they, they were chewing it out and then sadly one of them ended up being fatally shot by law enforcement and like there was just no reason for it really and in and everything that would happen there was no reason for it and so you know uh and this is literally it's just outside of atlanta um, and so protesters have been protesting there off and on where it is, obviously, you know, you kill an environmentalist, they don't want, and it just sparked up a bunch of people. And, um, yesterday, um, and this morning they arrested a total of 36 people and 23 of them are being charged with domestic terrorism because they literally came on the property, fired off Molotov cocktails at the police and, and, uh, um, you know, fireworks. They set a bunch of construction equipment. They opened a, uh, on fire the uh, police vehicles on fire. Which, by the way, if anybody goes and looks at the USA Today uh, article, somebody needs to learn how a comma works because it they made it look like they set police on fire, and they they were launching fireworks at the police and everything else. And the police just closed up the gate on one side and just watched as they just burned it all to the ground. And you know, it's we're just we're in this place and the sad thing is is that i see what's going on and you know a little bit of history lessons probably going to get people's attention but i i have a feeling that people are just so into their own little world that they won't pay attention because people are just gone i, I don't know how do you feel i feel like people are gone i i really do i feel like no matter what you say because I feel like people are just way too involved in their own little world to see the big picture of what's going on. And they're so bitter and polarized about where they're at and they're brainwashing that they're not able to even stand alongside somebody and say, hey, you know what? Yeah, this is the bigger problem. Let's get it taken care of. Well, I agree with that because, I mean, that's literally the biggest picture with us right now is the fact that, you know, we keep dealing with this whole 
liberals versus republicans because you know all this and that and everything instead of looking at hey the government is kind of turning us against each other and uh we can't solve any of our actual issues going on in the country because we're so focused on it being the other side's fault Mm -hmm. instead of you know coming together and dealing with it together i know like and there's controversial issues and those issues take over everything whether it's abortion or the or it's um the like this environmental things or like just everything gets so you know er, there's just so much of the super controversial stuff and it's impossible to find and actually do research half the time for most of these people Mm -hmm. that are just coming into the world and trying to learn how to be adults and they're just getting so involved in all of these things that they don't even it, it feels like it they're living in a pressure of you have to do all of this because if you don't then you're also wrong and you're a part of the problem when in reality the people that are staying away and not saying anything are part of the solution mm-hmm. because they're normally the ones that have a calmer and more level-headed idea on what's going on because they're standing back watching both sides and going okay i've made my opinion now instead of screaming at the top of their lungs you know throwing hissy fits because that's all that this ever comes down mm-hmm. to and i'm not saying in any way shape or form that you know, there isn't justice that needs to be served for this because if it was completely unnecessary, then it was completely unnecessary and that's the end of it. A life was taken and mm-hmm. there was not any level of... Uh, there's never going to be a day where I'm going to say, oh, it was perfectly fine or, oh, you started it or anything like that. Police brutality exists and I think that, you know, people sit there and say, oh, no, it doesn't, but that doesn't mean that you have to go the complete opposite and extreme side of, like, get rid of them or, you know all you know like just any any kind of you know what they always you know go about spouting about but it's just like you don't need to retaliate and sink to anybody else's level because Mm -hmm. peacefully protesting is the way to go you get your voice heard the more and more people come together and peacefully protest the moment it gets violent i don't care whose side it is for me personally the moment that a protest gets violent it completely discounts everything that you're trying to tell me because I don't believe that violence solves anything unless you're a pedophile. Like, that's literally the only thing on the planet mm-hmm. that I believe deserves a violent ending because you started something with violence and there's no world where that's ever okay. But literally every other aspect of the world, every other problem, every other thing can be solved through either a justice system or peacefully protesting. And I, I just, I cannot stand the amount of violence that there is every day now in regards to trying to get your side heard it's you know mm-hmm. it, people want to have all of these you know like especially when they like oh man you know especially with like the black lives matter movement is everything being like oh yeah no we've got to be you know you're either like they've made it so that you're either malcolm x or you're martin luther king you mm-hmm. can't have a middle ground you can't have any level like you cannot stand there and be like okay they're both great influencers to you know the movements that we're speaking towards let me take you know both of those into account go into this with a level head and just peacefully protest it has Mm -hmm. to always be well up now it's violent i gotta you know go wreck havoc through the streets and get my voice heard it's like you you don't need to be violent to have your voice heard and you don't need to retaliate with violence because violence was brought upon you that speaks more to me, mm-hmm. if something horrendous and violent happens to a protest and that protest continues on strong without mm-hmm. changing their methods, that literally means so much more because you're showing that you can't be 
altered, changed, or easily influenced by somebody else stepping up and trying to show you, you know, I'm the boss here. I mean, like, you don't back down. You don't yep. sink to their level. Like, so it's just, yeah, no, I, I agree that it just seems like nobody can nobody can speak mm-hmm. on anything anymore. No. It, nobody has any level-headedness going into any kind of debate because everybody's so stuck in got to scream and shout and fight, and that's the only way that I'm going to be heard. Because I think we should be in a world where we can all agree that whether you're a Democrat, LGBTQ, whatever letters you want to add to the end of that, um, you know, distributing and collecting child porn or you are a Baptist youth pastor who has, you know, assaulted six young boys. We should be able to fully agree that garbage is on both sides. Mm -hmm. And it's as long as we're fighting on these other events, this garbage will continue to permeate, will continue to get worse, and then we'll be left doing nothing but defending ourselves. We sit in that, you know, Republicans have to defend themselves right now about the train derailments and Donald Trump's, uh, you know, lacks on, on regulations while... While, you know, Democrats are are having, hey, look at all these protests, look at all these murders, look at all the the backlash, look at all this stuff that you've got, look at your your homeless epidemics, look at the fact that you have, you know, more killings in your cities, you have more gun control, which we've proven doesn't work, and all of these things that you're doing, well, how about this, how about we say this, on both sides, we have garbage, on both sides, there is garbage. How about we be allowed to fix and clean up the garbage? Mm-hmm. Because I don't care what party affiliation you have. If you molest, rape, assault, distribute, you know, the pictures of what you've done to other people. If you have flown to an island where you for you to be able to, you know, rape small children. If you have, you know, can consistently made victims of people then you need to be held accountable as you there are things that we don't need to do there's things that we shouldn't do and that nobody should be okay with and then there's things that we should be able to look at and go okay this really isn't as important you know i look at the trains and i look at the situation that look over the last year and a half We've been in a silent war that almost nobody seems to even care about anymore because we're so busy fighting over whether or not drag shows, you know, where infants are around are horribly, you know, just toxic to the kids or make them victims where honestly, when you're a small kid, you just see pretty colors, but whatever, right? You know, just we we're so polarized about BS. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh my gosh. You know, I, I you eat that food. Oh, that food is horrible. Oh, but, you know, who cares? I don't care if you're a vegetarian. I don't care if you're a carnivore. I don't care if you eat processed food. I don't care whatever you do to yourself. You know what? Do it. You. I don't care if you do drugs. I don't care if you smoke weed. I don't care if you don't, if you do none of those things. I don't care if you're Christian, Catholic. I don't care if you're an atheist. I don't care if you're a, you know, a, I worship the devil. I don't care. I don't care what you are. But can we please agree that these horrible acts and these horrible people, and rather than saying a party of this, a party that, and pointing fingers while the, our party's doing garbage just the same, that we can just turn around and say, hey, let's just fight together. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in 1973, in December of 1973, I think it was December 2nd, 1973, um, J.W. Edwards was a trucker 
Now, I, I want to point this out. Is in 1973, everybody who was alive, who was our older listening audience, which isn't much because most of our older listen, listening audience doesn't know how podcasts work. <laughs> but it's all good. If you're here, awesome. That means that you're not older. But in 1973, there was a fuel shortage. And there was a fuel shortage because of manipulation. There wasn't a production shortage. There wasn't anything. It was later found out that it was had nothing to do with that. It was, it was an installment to raise the price of fuel okay this is in 19 and this is in the 1970s okay. and 1973 jw edwards who was a trucker and he took and he was on 80 going through pennsylvania and turned his truck sideways on the freeway got on his cb radio got other truckers to do the same and blocked up the west east trade route for months until it got enough attention that change started to happen and then prices and fuel and all of a sudden there there wasn't this glut i mean there wasn't this lack there was a glut of fuel and prices went down and the country stood together and everybody stood together and everybody nobody was holding these guys at fault everybody was like yes finally yes somebody fight for this because the prices on everything were starting to skyrocket mm -hmm. the prices on everything were going ridiculous why because a trucker in 1973 made an average an owner operator made an average of twelve thousand dollars a year a thousand dollars a month and and had to spend money on a handful of quarters and on top of everything else that truckers were doing the government decided they wanted to um try to pass a law that would require truckers nationally to go no faster than 55 miles an hour. I literally despise that mm -hmm. so much. Oh, yeah. No, and, but but to fight back, and every president, every president did it. They fought back with OPEC. I mean, with uh, regulations, with FMCSA, with fuel prices, with DEF requirements, with vehicle requirements, with hours of service, with your ELD, with the fact that truckers can't have specific tires on specific axles, where everything became more expensive. And guess what? We're doing it again. We are. We and truckers tried. Truckers tried last year. It was a year ago today that the convoy ended. But the news media wouldn't cover it. Nobody, not Fox. They, they, they all talked about it for about a day. And then they all stopped. There is a war on truckers because they don't want truckers. Because we will fight to bring you what you need and to take care of you and our family. That is our job. That is what we want to do. There is no greater industry that is more heavily regulated as as business owners than truckers they tell you oh because if we don't truckers will drive for 24 hours straight and they'll get in accidents no, and they'll the no they let me won't. let me let me remind everybody <laughs> that when covid hit and you all had to stay at home truckers anybody who was running for covid related reasons had our fmcsa and eld restrictions lifted we had no way stations we were able to drive as many hours as we wanted i drove 20 hours a day with out having any issues with it being legal or not legal i didn't have documentation or i didn't have to carry around documentation that i had to fill out to make sure i was doing everything no as long as we got from point a to point b everything was good and everything was taken care of and then you know what happened the government freaked out about it 
but it wasn't the government and i don't believe it was the government i believe it is the people that are behind the government pulling the government strings who see that hey wait we can't stop truckers we can't stop the food supply we can't stop the supply of energy and if we can't do that then we can't control the world and we can't control the country and we can't control your family and we can't control you because we can get you hungry enough that you'll do anything for a slice of bread you'll do anything to eat anything which means you'll eat food that's not food you will eat what we tell you is okay to eat if you have no other choice the truckers tried it tried to sit there and, and protest once again this time we're not even gonna have the news cover it but you know what's going on our fuel prices are still going up diesel prices didn't go down like like gas prices even have and how are how dare people be okay with gas prices where they're at right now you understand three years ago our gas was less than two dollars a gallon it's 279 here and and people are like well it came down yeah so what so what if somebody is stabbing you are you ever going to be grateful that they just finally get a shorter knife you're still being stabbed and truckers are still being screwed we have supply shortages death shortages fuel shortages we have truckers climbing over truckers right now just to find loads just to be able to go back and forth to work for one-tenth of what we were working for when when people actually appreciated us when when truckers were considered heroes but edwards he knew what he was doing he went went out there and just by a cb radio alone was able to change the pricing for everybody was able to change the supply for everybody because all of a sudden we didn't have a fuel shortage nothing we had a little hump back in the 80s in the late 80s but then things got back on track when truckers when we during during covid when you were all at home and we were driving as much as we wanted you know what happened truck related accidents plummeted and the fmcsa saw it Buttigieg saw it all these people saw it and they said nothing because the truth is without regulation truckers don't have to worry about whether or not they can make it to the next rest area without regulation truckers don't have to worry about whether or not they're going to be able to make it to their drop on time because if you don't know this if I'm late to a drop I can be fined and I can lose money off that run. If I if I don't get to a pickup on time, I can lose that pickup altogether. But you imagine being 15 minutes away from it, 15 minutes away from your drop, but having to pull over and wait for 36 hours because you hit a reset. 15 minutes away, and so you're going to have to sit there and stay. Why? What was the logic behind that? They want to regulate again maximum speed that truckers can drive. All the while, and understand this, all the while looking at automated electric vehicles because if they have that, then the government truly 100% and the people behind them truly 100% get to pull the strings and decide the speed and supply of your food. The speed and supply of your baby formula. Those of you who don't know, there were truckers that when the baby formula shortage came around, knew what they were doing. We were, they were having to take baby formula down to Laredo and El Paso, where it was going into Mexico to be shipped out all over the world. It was perfectly good. It was perfectly fine. And that's what they were doing with it. And there were a couple of truckers who said, screw this, and took the insurance hits on those and went and dropped them off at food banks. 
to help distribute them. That's what truckers do. And the people that want to control you and the people that want you to, to be stuck and under their thumb, they didn't like it. Truckers are the last soldiers that we have on a domestic front to save this country. And they are trying to get rid of them. And most of us aren't the grossly overweight, scratching yourself, garbage swill, you know, floating guys who explode restrooms. You know, most of us are people who like to eat well. We love a good cup of fruit. We love to be able to drive and listen to, you know, news and 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 eat healthy food while, you know, our partner is there cooking our meals in our air fryer and you know, we're and slicing up oranges and tomatoes and, and we're having just the healthiest meals that we can. And then we sit and we talk to each other. We like to keep our vehicles clean because we like them pretty and they're not clean now because a hundred dollars to wash your truck, you know, when you sit there and you go, Yeah, well, guess what? I can either spend a hundred dollars to wash my truck or I can, you know, get an extra sixty miles. That's what we have to look at now. Every time you see a dirty truck right now, know that that is the people pulling the strings winning. You're being lied to. You are, and you are falling for it. Hook, line, sinker, you are falling for it. You're so busy fighting with each other about what party affiliation somebody is, whether or not they're there for or against abortion, whether or not, you know, they believe in God or don't believe in God, whether or not they like Coke or Pepsi, whether or not, you know, they, what kind of music they listen to, clothes they wear, what apps they're utilizing, what movies they're watching, whether or not they think Marvel is an absolute garbage movie series or not, you know, we're so polarized against all of these things and what color somebody's hair is and style and everything else that we don't see that we're being infiltrated, that we are being manipulated, that we are being controlled and that everything that you do, the powers that be want to stop you. And the thing is, is these are the powers that we're supposed to be working for us. We're working against it. I am not this big, huge environmentalist nut job. I, I have a firm belief in me that it's hard to believe that we, who still could take up less than 1% of the planet, can do horrendous damage. But hey, it's cool. I'm still all for not doing things to make victims of other people or animals or the world if it's not necessary and it's not part of it. I don't like lithium batteries because I don't like what they do in the cobalt mines. I don't like the human crimes that are going on with this. I don't like the war in Ukraine because I don't like the fact that we keep throwing over money, which is just feeding the industrial war machine. You know, and, and the industrial war complex is what's profiting on us right now. And they're all nice and quiet while they keep while we send Ukraine money so that they can buy, you know, weapons and aircraft and all of these military things that are being used by people who manufacture it that are just profiting and watching their stock markets go up. Those are the people who are controlling this. I don't like the fact that we're giving tens of billions of dollars to, you know, a country that a decade ago was considered the most corrupt country, one of the most corrupt countries in the world. And now suddenly they're the good guys. I, I, I don't. I don't like any of this. I don't like the fact that we have balloons that are going over our country and, and oh, well, they're not spy balloons, but but everything's coinciding with the fact that we have all of these food plants that are catching fire and all of these food plants that were sabotaged. Oh, but that's that's just coincidence. 
Well, yeah, that's what you're supposed to make it look like. You're supposed to make a murder, a hitman, a good hitman, supposed to make a murder look like a suicide, or a mugging, or something else—an accident gone wrong, a hunting accident. You know, things like that. It's amazing. The the latest in the Clintons, they decided it was suicide. The guy shot himself in the chest, tied to a tree, shot himself was and while tied to the tree, and was able to make the gun disappear while tied to a tree. So. And, and we just, we're letting it go because it's so much more important with social justice causes or whether or not your book says something that's going to corrupt my children. We are in a war and we are losing because everybody cares about being a Republican or being a Democrat. Those of us who are in the middle looking at all of this are going, you guys are killing us all. I don't care. You know what? I don't want my kids to go to drag shows. So guess what's going to happen? My kids aren't going to go to drag shows. End of story. Pretty easy. I don't want my kids to read this book ABC. Okay. My kids aren't going to read book ABC. Hey, you know what? I want to cancel this because I don't want to see it. Okay. Guess what? Don't watch it. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we are killing ourselves and we are allowing ourselves to be killed. And, you know, my generation, I'm, I'm, I know my generation is ready to go. But all we got to do is get past the stupidity. It doesn't matter what Wikipedia says the definition of fascism is. Fascism is when one group ceases to control another group and the thoughts and the, and the beliefs of everybody. And guess what? That's both sides. It's ridiculous. The Democrats are, oh, we want everybody to be tolerant, except we want to be intolerant of people who aren't tolerant. If you don't think the way that we are, then we want to be able to smash you. People with, with you know, that decided whether or not to protect themselves through a chemical injection are so polarized that they can't do squat about it. And that's, that's it. That's what people care about. It's time to stop. People need to just get out, get on the water, and just relax and reset and take account on what's actually important. Because pretty soon it's going to come down to whether or not you have food in your family's in your family's stomach. That's why we're gardening. That's why the freeze dryer is going. That's why we're we're doing everything we can to protect ourselves and take care of ourselves. And if we don't stand together, we're going to fall apart. So, that's mine. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so we want to get into relationship advice. Sure. <laughs> oh, and one last thing. I love you all. And I'm so grateful for everybody that listens. And if you're offended, I want you to know that my intent isn't to insult you. But offending you is fine. Ask yourself why it offends you. Because at the end of the day, I'd, I'd stand with anybody and have a nice cold glass of ice water. And just talk the differences. I One of my best friends is an absolute Christian and I'm and knows that I'm not. And we're still friends at the end of the day. So, you know, just let's grow. Let's get out of this. We're in a dark tunnel and we need to go. So what's our first one? Okay. This one is from Am I the A-Hole? Okay. And I know that we're definitely going to have... <laughs> we're, we're definitely going to agree with the general consensus. Okay. Um. It's from 
user the compliment fairy and it's titled am i the a-hole for removing my daughter's bedroom door because she won't stop slamming it so you want my first initial answer yeah initial no (laughs) (laughs) i agree absolutely not not the a-hole okay so i 40 female have three kids maggie 14 levi 12 Oh, Maggie, 14 female, Levi, 12 male, and Charlie, 10 male. Not the real names, obviously. Levi and Charlie share a bedroom, and Maggie has her own room as the oldest and also the only girl. Maggie is a great kid. She does her homework, helps with chores without too much complaint, doesn't bug her little brothers too much. The issue is that she will not stop slamming her bedroom door. When she gets up to use the bathroom at night, she slams her door on and uh, on the way out and back in. When she gets up in the morning or goes to bed at night, she slams it. Pretty much any time she enters or exits her room, the door gets slammed. And it's only her door, none of the other doors in the house. It shakes the walls and frequently wakes up everyone else in the house. Her brother's room shares a wall with hers and our bedroom is directly above theirs. We've talked to her about it and asked her very politely to please be more mindful about it because it is disturbing the rest of us, but it's in one ear and out the other. We tried being more forceful about it, saying that if she continues to slam her door, there will start to be consequences. Still nothing changes. It all came to a head the other night. Fourteen. Okay. It all came to a head the other night when she got up to use the bathroom and all four of us were woken up by the slamming. I have to be up at 5 a.m. for work and I've had enough of the broken sleep and came downstairs and knocked on her door. She opened it and said, what? With such attitude, it took a lot of self-control not to start yelling. I told her as calmly as I could that if she slammed that door one more time, she was going to come home and find it gone. She proceeded to yell at me to leave her alone and then slammed it five times as hard as she could. Well, the next day, which was a Friday, she went to school and my husband and I both had the day off, so we took the door off of the frame and installed a curtain rod with a nice heavy curtain over the door instead. She came home and freaked the F out. She said we were being basically emotionally abusive taking away her right to privacy she sulked all weekend and won't talk to us now my mother says i'm the a-hole because i overreacted but she doesn't have to deal with the house shaking i want to add that we completely respect each other's privacy in our house which is why we hung up a heavy curtain and made sure that we couldn't see through it or around it we even put little velcro pieces on the walls and the curtain sides so it would stay in place. She still has her physical privacy, which she is absolutely entitled to, but can't slam a piece of fabric. We also have and never and we also have never and still don't just go into her room unannounced and still knock on the wall to ask permission to enter. We've told her we'll happily put her door back on once she agrees to respect the no slamming rule. So, am I the a-hole? Oh, we we both are No, you're not. 100% but, not. but but I'm going to say you're a failure as a parent straight out if your kid yeah. is 14 years old you know <laughs> here pop this into unpopular opinions don't care if your kid is 14 years old and that is the attitude they live by you know that you and your husband what i didn't hear squat about what you guys do before this what you guys do before i mean seriously how does she get to 14 with this kind of attitude well it's, yeah but that's that's a that's like a broad thing they did I, this is just back to that my and I've already talked about this before my unpopular opinion being that gentle parenting doesn't work for every kid mm-hmm. I, like, it literally mm-hmm. is something that is for a couple of kids that are very soft spoken very gentle kids sure. sure gentle parenting works because they are just gentle human beings mm-hmm. that people forget that kids are also still their own individual human beings and not all kids need gentle parenting some kids need very forceful parenting to actually understand and hear you yep we have tried it with the girls ourselves half the time gentle parenting will, will never get through to them they'll go okay and they'll mm-hmm. hear you and they'll go oh, i appreciate this conversation and completely not remember any of it 
it happens every single time that any of us try to have a conversation with any of the girls they don't remember it they don't care or whatever it ends up being it'll happen five minutes later whatever we were trying you know trying to tell them not to do but they all have three different levels of when they do actually hear you Anna just needs to be cut off. You cut mm-hmm. her off, don't let her speak, and then tell her you're going to listen, and this is what's going to happen, and then she hears you. Yeah. And that's it. And it ends there. We don't really have to take her electronics or do anything of the sort, because once we tell her this isn't a joke and we're not saying it again, you do it again, and there will be consequences. She goes, oh, okay, I hear you. Mm-hmm. With Lily and Tabby, Lily and Tabby are closer to the same to the same level, but it's still different depending on who's telling them. You sit down and have a conversation with Lily about something in a joke joking manner, Half the time she will go, okay, you know what? That, my bad. And she'll she'll fix it. Mm-hmm. But she responds to yelling in a way of just completely being upset and thinking that, you know, going to the level of extremity of everybody hates her so quick. It's zero to 100 with that. But she hears you. And she may be mad about how much she, you know, she understood what you said, but she's angry about it for the next however long until she gets over it. But she heard you. Tabitha, she's, we're still trying to figure out... <laughs> works with her half the time because Mm -hmm. we've tried a million things and half of the things that try we try to get through to her she doesn't remember but it's like we have to figure that out yeah there is no world yeah there's no world where anything gets to that point yes they're 16 14 and 12 and we're still learning but Mm -hmm. not a single one of them pops off in a way that doesn't have immediate consequences because they Mm -hmm. know they're not allowed to talk to us if they my goodness (laughs) oh yeah i would love to see if one of them tried to slam the door five times in your face like I just like what <laughs> they wouldn't have to wait until the next day at school to see the door. Come yeah, off the, the door would be off the immediately. Door, the door's gone. The the door is gone, and the child is living in the basement. It's like it's that stinking simple, you know. I I just I I'm blown away by you know there's a episode of The Simpsons, and uh, it's they talk about Flanders, and every you know whether you watch The Simpsons or not, we all know Flanders is the guy. Hi, diddly ho, diddly diddly, d neighbor, right? And that's that's the kind of guy he is. Well, find out. Come to find out that that was him, that's him cussing. That's actually him cussing because he had to find a way to channel it because his parents raised him and did nothing. And they actually sat there and say, Doc, our son's out of control. We tried absolutely nothing and we're all out of ideas. And it's like and the doctor grabbed him, picked him up, stuck him on his leg and spanked him for like the whole night. <laughs> Okay, and he goes, how do you feel now, Ned? And he goes, I feel fan diddly tastic. And it was like, you know, look, I don't care what you think about spanking. I I don't believe all kids need to be spanked. But if you're going to spank them, spank them in such a way that that you don't have to spank them again. And make sure that they understand the consequences and that there's not that leeway. You know, you let your kid get to this. You let your daughter get to this level. You let your daughter get to a point where your daughter could sit there and feel she could yell and scream in your face, tell you to F off and tell you that what you're doing and taking away a door is emotional abuse. Yeah, you have, congratulations, raised somebody that I'm going to have to deal with in the workplace who doesn't believe that they should ever have to work a hard day's work in their entire life. So, yes, you are not the a-hole for this incident. You are a failure as a parent, and you need to fix it. What's next? Uh, this next one is from from our slash relationship advice. And it is titled, because it's a throwaway count, um, I, 25 male, 
effed around and found out. Asked my girlfriend, 24 female, a question I didn't want the answer to. I, 25 male, am deeply and I'm a deeply insecure person. Been with my girlfriend, 24 female, for a bit over a year. Little bit of context. Relationship started as a friends with benefits situation. We both started to develop feelings for one another. We, and I told her I left her for the first time. I was about to travel and I asked her if we could be exclusive when I got back from my trip. She said yes and ended up hooking up with this one dude from her past for the last time. She's admitted that this dude is the biggest size-wise that she's ever been with. As you can tell, I'm a bit insecure in that department as well. I was hurt that she had been with him, but got over it because we weren't exclusive until I got home. Fast forward to now, asked my girlfriend a question that I should have never wanted to know the answer to and got hurt. <sighs> I asked who made her get there the mm-hmm. most out of all of people, all of the people she had slept with. Crossing the finish line. Her answer was that same dude. I'm conflicted because on one hand, I'm kind of relieved to finally know the truth of her perception of our sex life. But on the other hand, I ruined our sex life and I'm deeply hurt by the truth. I realize this is extremely insecure and immature. Is there, but is there any salvaging or moving past this? <sighs> okay. Here's here's the thing. If <laughs> number one, if you're the best, you don't have to ask if you're the best. And if you're asking a question, you really need to think about whether or not you're ready for the weight of asking the question. If I ask right now, am I fat? The answer is yes. If I want somebody to sugarcoat it, then don't ask. I'll I'll go find a group for body positivity or whatever. You ask the question and it's you. You have one of two choices. You can let this be a lack part of your relationship, which it shouldn't be a lacking part of your relationship. I mean, literally. With the exception of money, sex-related issues are the number one cause of divorce and separation in relationships. So money sits there, and then sex is right there behind that. And I would argue that if the sex is good enough, money isn't the problem. <laughs> money will take a back backseat. And if I ask if the sex is good enough, and I'm better be ready for the answer to be no, and then I'm going to ask, what can I do? What would you like? How can I make it better? How can I rock your world? How can I help you cross that finish line more than anybody else? And how can I make you cross it multiple times? And how can I keep you crossing that finish line until your legs don't work? (laughs) You know, and you need to be in that place. That's really what you need to be thinking about. You, you should be in that place. You, you asked, you got your answer. Yeah. And it weren't exclusive. And obviously it bothers you. Obviously you're insecure and I get that you're insecure and, and if you have problems, with it, but you know, the great thing is, is you have more than one piece of your anatomy that can be used to fulfill, fill her, fulfill her and take care of her. So, you know, and there's Amazon and plenty of other things if you need it. So, you know, if you want to get out of the insecurity, then, then I, I tell you this, go through every effort needed to break her. Be be that guy, be the guy that gives her that night that whether it's you have to go to a motel or a nice hotel in, you know, Washington and ask for a room away from everybody and whether or whether you have to take pills that are just going to help you get there and stay there if you need to. Whether or not you, whatever it is, whether you need enough batteries to power a small Alaskan city in the dead of winter, it doesn't matter what it is to take care of her in that. 
you opened it up and yeah, this is an insecurity, but it's an insecurity that if you don't, that you can absolutely, no, it's an insecurity that you can take care of. If you're really determined, you can take care of it. Anybody can there, unless you have an actual handicap, that's like, if you're paralyzed from the neck down, maybe not, but just do it, (laughs) you know? Anyway, what do you want to say to it? I don't have anything else to add. You basically said okay. everything. So um, we're running low on time. So I'm going to end it with one that is a little bit longer. And uh, it, the answer is obvious. Okay. But it's a very interesting story to me. Just because all the ones like this are interesting. So it's from Relationship Advice from user no butterscotch 2204 and it's titled i 42 female think my husband 48 male might have two affair babies with a married woman at church (sighs) so it's a rabbit hole (laughs) we've been married for 20 years in 2017 i found him engaging in online affairs that's all i found evidence of but i've lived the entire time with the feeling that something was wrong because everything you'd expect a remorseful person to do and think he's the complete opposite He's also randomly critical and impossible to get along with and displays other behavioral red flags. So I was always suspicious, but I never could come up with anything that fit. At the end of last year, something happened and I finally zeroed in on someone. Quickly, everything began falling into place. All the questions I've had and observances about unusual behavior patterns. With that, a lot of memories began resurfacing of things I didn't know the significance of at the time. It all fits. I've speculated on various possibilities in the past, but my suspicion never lasted longer than a few days. This time, with this woman, it's been since October, and I haven't been able to shake it. The more I put together, the more it adds up. I don't have anything concrete, but I feel strongly that he's been having an on-again, off-again affair with a younger married woman and is the biological father of her two sons, who are about four to five and one to two. I think he was all I think she was already in the picture in 2017. I know she's not the only one. That discovery was an entirely different person and she was one of the many online affairs. He was also on all the dating apps but swore nothing physical ever happened. Both of the kids reminded me of my son and my 17-year-old daughter even commented on how they look weirdly like her brother when he was young. There is more than that behind my suspicion, but I'll cut to the main point. Recently, I was searching for a file and saw the folder for Facebook data that I'd pulled in 2020. I found in his ad's interest, bunk bed, infant, lawyer, lawsuit, real estate, realtor, teddy bear, motherhood, and both of the musical instruments and uh, the suspected AP plays. Wow. In his marketplace searches, kids, dino skeleton lamp, loft bed, student desk, bunk beds, twin beds, boys full-size beds, uh, monster in my pocket cards, Pearl Izumi spin shoes, Cartier bracelet, backyard swing set, both of her musical instruments several times, Mickey Mouse pocket watch, Catwoman costume, and the kicker, engagement slash wedding ring. Our kids are grown. The youngest is a senior in high school. We don't have anyone close with the kids that age to buy for. There's no way in hell he'd even think about buying me a $4,000 bracelet. He's criticized every dime I've spent for years. The crazy thing is there's no way in hell I'd let him buy me a $4,000 bracelet. To me, this is the first concrete evidence I've found to back up my suspicions. But I've been suspicious for so long and had to accept less than satisfactory explanations for questionable things so many times that I have a hard time determining what's a big deal and what isn't. His explanation is, I don't remember, and I have no idea why I would have looked at that. 
A couple of years ago, around the same time, this was pulled, probably one of the reasons for it, he'd left tabs open on his computer where he'd been looking at legal sites about divorce, specifically for the laws for child support in our state. At the time, he'd been irritable, and we were arguing a lot, and I assumed he was thinking about our kids, but even that upset me because he's always insisted that he wanted to stay married. He did, then too, just said that he was looking at it in case I decided to divorce him. About a year before, same thing happened, except it was adultery for grounds as grounds for divorce in our state. Same explanation, though it never sat right with me, as one, I have been the one putting all of the work in to try to fix things, and two, he always maintained he never did anything physical, so it wouldn't even be an issue. He said he didn't know that for sure, and that's why he looked it up. There has also been twice, once in 2018 and once in 2020, I found him looking at pregnancy-related stuff. At this point, I have reason to believe he won't ever leave me. There is no way our kids or his parents would ever be okay with it. I feel pretty sure it's all a fantasy, largely spurred on by her, but that he would never actually act on it. I have no idea if or how much her husband knows. I'm also sure that my husband will continue to deny anything he hasn't already confessed to, that he feels trapped in both the affair and in the marriage, and in guilt, shame, shame and lies, and isn't brave enough to do anything to get out of any of it. That doesn't mean that I want to stay married if this is true. I'd forgive him any, anything he showed true remorse, remorse for, but if he, it's come to that, he's past hope and is, so is our marriage. He knows of my suspicion and claims he's never spoken to that woman, but like three times. They attend the same church as us. He always refers to her as that woman if I question him, like he's Bill Clinton. The other day I asked him, <laughs> if that whole family moved away tomorrow and you never saw or heard from any of them again, would it be, have any impact on your life? He said, without hesitation, I would not care at all if I never saw them again. It makes no difference to me. The man I married wouldn't have been able to speak a lie of that caliber without emotion giving him away. This one I'm not so sure. Sorry this got so long, but what do you think? literally <laughs> nice short sweet to the point he's cheated on you if there is oh, that yeah. much evidence oh, and yeah. you have that much of an inkling and so much started to fall into place no d don't don't stay with him there is no world any level of trying to you know give him explanations and oh well if he you know is remorseful about it then i'd be okay he's lied to you you know what this guy is he is literally an impulsive liar a hundred percent he has manipulated you for years he i hundred percent believe that he left those files those tabs open about divorce so that when you went to go snoop on his computer he would see you would see that and it would dissuade you from looking further in because oh you know you're gonna think that, that it's you know has something to do with you uh-uh that he is so get away <laughs> get away as soon as you can you said that your your youngest is a senior and he's 17 mm -hmm. as soon as he's out just just leave just leave for yeah. the sake of making sure that that kid gets out of it without any issues of child support and anything being a part of it just wait and then leave have you know complete detachment start sleeping in another room like literally it, it don't it, he already knows that you know He's just trying to gauge how much you know, which is why every time you ask a question, he denies it, but he's not going out of his way to question you mm -hmm. or argue with you or do anything of that nature because he doesn't want to point it or say anything that might give something away because he's so far into it at this point that he knows that if he has a legitimate conversation with you about anything, he is going to let little things slip because he's that much invested in this woman's life and her two kids that he can't, he can't have a conversation without talking about everything in some way shape or form so no leave him he he is a disgusting human being for even you know attempting getting this far and you not divorcing him amazes me he's literally doesn't matter if it's not anything physical 
emotional cheating is still emotional cheating. If mm-hmm. he has been detached from you this long, then he's detached from you, and you need to just get out of it because otherwise, you're just hurting yourself. So yeah, no, hundred, I hundred percent agree on this. You know, he's a piece of garbage. He doesn't care about you. You know, you're sitting here talking about all this stuff, but there's something really important that I haven't heard once. Not anywhere in this entire thing has he ever, does it ever sound like he's ever done anything to lift you up? You are his wife. And he's never once in this entire thing. You're not saying, you didn't say he's a good father. (laughs) You didn't say he's a good husband, that he cares about you, that he takes care of you, that he makes sure that you're taken care of. Nowhere in the search history did you find anything that was like, oh, wow, this little present he bought for you. Why? Because he knew you'd like it. Nowhere in there have you, and nowhere in any of this, you have become used to being a second class person in his life. If you don't get away from him, I, I, I feel for, I just, oh, my heart just hurts mm-hmm. on this one. You just, just, I hope that you find somebody and you know what? I'd be emotionally looking right now. If I were you look for somebody that's going to fill that because you're not getting that. So that's just, uh, oh, it breaks my heart. It really does. And it's like, and men, again, if you can't take care of yourself, don't get in a relationship. That's what all of this is. All of these, all of these people that we, we read about, you, you talked about the other one. I thought you were going to be reading the same story for a second. I thought you had an Alzheimer's moment that it was going to be the one that cheated on him. And then, you know, uh, at their church and w- and then said that she needed to take care of his kid with another woman. Mm-hmm. Because the other, you know, it's like, where are you special in this relationship? What does he do? I buy Kiki dirt. I spend, you know, time in the backyard making things that are just for her. It doesn't matter. There is there is no practical use for the little, you know, entryway that she has into her garden. Other than, you know, she's going to grow a couple things on it. But there are way more easier things that I could have done for her to grow. But it looks pretty and she loves it. And that's it. You know, and it's like when you when you sit there and you have a relationship with like Nikki, it's like I just take Nikki out to take Nikki out. When Amy is home, Amy is just home and she gets to relax and just be Amy. You know, I do I every meal I cook. I think about the fact that. Nikki doesn't like a lot of pepper, so I sparse on the pepper. I think about the foods that you don't like, and so I don't cook those foods, even if there's something that I like. If I'm not in the mood for liver, but you're in the mood for liver, I get liver and I make liver, and I make liver for you. I mean, it's like all these little things. You you don't even have that. You literally have somebody who is trying to uh, manipulate you into being the instigator. Into being the one that starts the arguments into, you know, going, oh, I better not talk to him. He's already looking at divorce attorneys. Oh, man, do I really want that to be? Yeah. Yes, you do. Yes. Yes, you do. Because the last thing you want is to leave this world alone, never knowing what it was when somebody put you before them. So that's all I have to say. And that's all we're going to say for this afternoon. We'll see you tomorrow morning. You know, just be good to each other and get past the junk and know that, yeah, we're all special, but are you special enough to treat other people like they matter? So that's what love is. Anyway, this has been the stupid podcast on everything. 
is Afternoon Dive, and I've been Joey. And I'm Kiki. Just want to say peace out with your peace out. Bye. Bye.